Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I all y'all had a fantastic weekend. Texas is slowly recovering. Uh, the power's back on, I believe, in most places. Uh, water will be, well, that may be a little while as the, you know, that's what happens when the power goes out, right? The the water becomes undrinkable. You can't go to the grocery store. I mean, all, all of those things. Uh, but uh, hopefully things will be getting better for them and everybody else. The weather's been absolutely beautiful here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, I had some buddies out. Uh, I'll tell you about that. Uh, how bad is the exodus from California? Uh, I had a bunch of friends out from California over the weekend uh, we'll share all that with you. 800 That is our toll-free number, the website, at allamericangold.com. And, and don't forget, get those CBD products at 1360khnc.com. I got great news. We've got four new products coming by the end of the week. Uh, we've already got the lab results are already in. Uh, we've submitted them uh, to the processor, and we should have uh, four more products coming as we continue to add uh, to the lineup there. And, of course, as you know, all natural, all everything, right? No chemicals, none of this bad stuff. And the price is half of what you'll find. And sometimes, a lot of times, more than more than half off of where you get anywhere else. And plus, it helps the radio station, so we appreciate that. 1360khnc.com. Hit the shopping cart button, and you'll find those there. And I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted uh, when those items get added. Uh, but we're hoping uh, Wednesday, Thursday at the latest, uh, we'll have them. But, you know, as again, it's out of our hands. Uh, as we try to go through this kind of rally in the gold and silver markets. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, spring training. Spring training is back. Uh, they're, they're doing limited seating. Okay. And, you know, part of spring training was all the, all the, uh, facilities here they have like a lawn facility where people you know you get the beach towels out you can work on your tan i mean the weather's nice here can't do that this year i think everyone's got to sit in a seat uh something like uh as the diamondbacks facility uh 2000 people can attend a game and i believe i believe capacity, at least at Salt River Field, was about 10,000. So, you know, some quick math, I think it's 20% of capacity, and it's all sold out. They sold out the, uh, and I, I want to clarify, the Diamondbacks have sold out of all their spring training games in less than 24 hours, and, and people, uh, there's nothing to do. The The amount of people from California here, it's incredible. Uh, we had some, like I said, I had some friends fly in for the weekend. Uh, we played some golf. Uh, the the everyone wanted, they all wanted to stay at the Talking Stick Casino. Only one of them got a room there. It was sold out. Uh, I was in that casino on Saturday. Packed, packed. 
the plexiglass was everywhere. All the tables were full. People were out and about. Uh, all, all of them, all of my California friends, all had the same thing to say. How terrible it was out there. Everybody's frustrated. Uh, the, uh, the, the whole lockdown, they kept talking about the recall of Gavin Newsom. And, and I don't know, is, is this a, are we going to see a change in California? Is California going to uh, maybe now have, you know, because let's face it, California is so liberal. Are some of these liberals getting conservative? I don't know about that. But of the six of the buddies that came to this event, the six of them that, that were from California. Every one of them talked about moving, leaving. Two of them, I think, are going to do it, like, immediately. Like, they're, they're looking, trying to, to, to make it happen I think two others are like, eh, and the other two, I don't think they're really, they, they're just saying they're going to, but I don't think they're actually going to do anything. But still, it, it was very, very surprising, even for me, because, you know, I know, I know it's frustrating, but uh, the border wall, I'll say it again, the border wall, it needs to be between, AB, between Arizona and California. They just keep coming here, uh, and it's not done. They, they, they've had it. Right, the the taxes are ridiculous. The cost of everything is ridiculous, uh, and and you know they think Arizona looks cheap, and of course us people here in Arizona are like oh, things are so expensive now. Well, guess what? Uh, bad news. Uh, they're going to keep coming. The Dow is down a little bit today. The ten-year note continues to rise, and it's something we saw on Friday. And we see it continuing today. Have we hit that point now where the 10-year note rises and gold rises with it? Uh, you know, normally in normal times, that's not the case. And again, it's the second day in a row, Friday being the first, rising 10-year note, falling dollar. But that's not how it's supposed to work. Just shows you, again, how broken everything really is uh, as the 10-year note's creeping up on 1.4%. And again, I think 1.4 to 1.5. Hopefully, it'll stay in that range or maybe go back a little lower. Because uh, if not, we could see a 2% 10-year note, and that would not be good. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Yeah, so very interesting. And I guess this is to be expected. Wall Street's now starting to pay attention uh, to the rising rates. Obviously, the higher rates go, uh, more stress, if you will, on stuff like the housing market, right, the refinance market, all of those things, uh, not to mention the servicing of the debt so we're starting to to now see uh, where, remember, every single point in the t- on a 10-year note, you're looking at hundreds of billions of dollars in extra interest on the debt. Not to mention debt holders that already own notes at a lower rate. 
Maybe they bought it when the 10-year note was at half of a percent. They're losing money. On top of it, and this is the part that really gets interesting, is what's supposed to happen, and especially we're talking about whether you're you're China or maybe you're Japan or, or any other country that's you're holding dollars and how countries hold dollars, not in the bank, they hold them in treasuries. When yields rise, right, they're losing some money. But the dollar is supposed to gain strength. That's how it's supposed to work. At least that's how they told us this all worked. They told us this 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Of course, we're starting to find out, aren't we, that all of the things that they told us are turning out to not be true. And again, remember, they just made it up. Kind of like 2% inflation. They just made it up. And you know what they do? They call them tools. Yes, we have tools. And we've got a lot of tools. Of course, now granted, these are tools made up by them and only them. They meet in, they don't meet in secret, but they did that to get into power. But they come and they have their little meetings and they talk about policy and everything that they've ever taught us. Everything we've ever learned about economics. So all of a sudden, now what, we don't need to believe it anymore? And this is what happens. And we know, right? You get away with things for a while. Look at Bernie Madoff. He's a great example. Guy got away with it for like decades. But eventually... Things go to where they're supposed to. We know that. If housing prices are too high, they'll come back down. Now, that didn't used to be the case either. Remember, housing only goes up until it didn't. And this is what we're seeing here in the bond market, which I've been telling you, that's the biggest bubble of all. Forget about Wall Street. Wall Street, nothing compared to the bond market. Nothing. And so now all of these countries are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not how it's supposed to work. Right? So, yeah, I lose a little bit when the yields rise, but the dollar got stronger, so I really didn't lose anything. Now they're like, wait a minute, I'm losing a little money on the bond yields, and the dollar's falling. Now I'm losing even more money. And that's exactly... Uh, what's been playing out. Now, is it a big problem yet? No. Nope, it's not a big problem yet. But it is definitely something which gives you the worry that a lot more inflation is coming. 
right? And, and when, when you see uh, the bond market step out, uh, they, then you know you've got a problem. A Bank of America, you know, that, that crazy right-wing bank. Now, of course, I'm being facetious. They hinted at just that, saying that a tsunami of monetary and fiscal stimulus coupled with the upcoming surge in monetary velocity. Talking about, hey, it's one thing to do all of this stuff. Now, we can argue whether they're right or not. What they're saying is it's one thing to have a tsunami of monetary and fiscal stimulus when things are bad. Apparently, that's okay, according to, to the, well, at least according to this report. The problem that Bank of America sees is, hey, things are getting better. Or we think they're going to be getting a lot better. But the tsunami is still out there. right? They keep printing money. Matter of fact, I guarantee you we're going to hear about $1.9 trillion before the end of the week. And they're saying that the velocity is going to pick up because things are going to get better. And I guess the last, what are we really talking about? The last holdouts in the States. And I guess, you know, look at what I said about spring training, right? Hey, only 20% can go, right? Next year, hopefully, everybody can go. But they're saying that as the world economies emerge from these lockdowns, is going to lead to an unprecedented economic overheating. And really what they're talking about is inflation. I mean, look at lumber. Look at copper, cement, uh, crude oil, almost $62 a barrel this morning. Uh, they're, They're saying that they're talking now, this one I don't like. Because, you know, we always like to compare. Right? And I do it all the time, right? We compare the, the financial crisis to the dot-com bubble, right, to the 87 crash. Uh, I like to go back to 1971, right, when we, we officially went off the dollar standard completely. B of A says it reminds them of World War II. Well, I'm sorry, World War One. sorry, World War One, Germany. Which is the Weimar Republic? The, you know that that was when the German mark was so worthless that you would have a warebarrel full of cash, and people would rob you by dumping out the cash and taking the warebarrel. Right? They didn't want that. They didn't want the money. They said the most epic extreme analog of surging velocity and inflation following an end-of-war psychology, pent-up savings, lost confidence in the currency and the authorities. And you're starting to be like, wait a minute, that sounds really familiar. Does anybody really believe in the Biden administration, really? I mean, really. I don't think they do. I know. Here's what I know. I know China doesn't. 
Right? Did you hear what they said over the weekend? They told Biden, hey, get rid of all the, all the tariffs and all these blocking of our companies or else. They went out and, and by the way, it's happening already. Usage of the Chinese renembi outside of China hit a new all-time high. And, and they're saying the flows are tremendous. More and more money flowing into China, right? We see it with the trade surpluses and all that that they run. But now they're talking investment money, money that used to be coming to the United States. They're talking about more and more banks offering loans in Renembi. And and, uh, now they're talking about, so think about what they're saying. They're saying that without any more spending, the economy is probably going to be a little better this year than last year, right? Last year, GDP was down 3% by the way they count it. And, of course, we could argue whether that math works or not. But, you know, we spent, don't, you know, let's give credit. We spent trillions of dollars last year to get negative 3% growth. But that's not what B of A was talking about. B of A was saying, we're going to spend even more money this year. And that is what the real problem is going to be. You know, when you think about $15 an hour minimum wage, that's not going to be enough. The fact that they're talking about 15 really means it needs to be 30 And I think this is really what the rest of the world is seeing. This is why you're seeing uh, GDP, or I'm sorry, uh, the interest rates are starting to rise because they're not supposed to rise. The Fed's not hiking rates. I mean, let's face it, they're definitely not hiking them at all this year. They're not supposed to hike them at all next year either. But again, remember, you can only you can hide things for a while. And then eventually they're going to go where they're supposed to go. And right now, based upon what we're seeing, when you start to take think about debt to GDP, we've got a $20 trillion economy and a deficit, let's just call it $21 trillion uh, for 2021. Okay, a little growth, $21 trillion for 2021. We'll have a deficit, $30, what, $32, 33000000000000 trillion, right? So almost 150% of GDP, somewhere right around there. We're going to finish 2021 with about 150% of GDP. Now they they don't they don't like that when we say it that way, but that's what it is. That doesn't include the central bank's balance sheet, which we talked about last week. Right? It's getting ready to take a really big jump. So but let's be conservative. And let's just say it's only ten trillion dollars. Of course, remember, what are they buying? Debt, treasuries, right? Mortgages, but mostly treasuries. So really, 
we're going to end up at the end of 2021 with 200% right debt to GDP. And that's still being kind, right? That's pretending that there's money in the trust fund, right? That's pretending they actually bought the treasuries that they put into the trust fund. They didn't, but it doesn't matter. The increase in the M2 money supply, right? Which, remember, last year we increased it by 25%. Now they're saying they want to do it again. Increases uh, in that while retail sales, PMI, you know, they're, they're recovering, right? PMI, really recovering, right? Because everything's costing more. Trillions more in stimulus. Reopening to boost demand. And they're saying that the life of inflation is the ripening stage. A paradox which has its own unmistakable characteristics. Now, they're telling you that they can't see it. You can't. I just... Debt to GDP, M2, rising this, rising that. Well, you don't see that? Patriot Radio News Hour. I hope you're ready for it. So are we setting up like the Weimar Republic? And, and it, there's a lot of similarities uh, to this, uh, part of it was, you know, before this happened, most people don't realize after World War II, Germany's actually made a nice comeback, at least from a dollar or Deutschmark perspective. And at one point, briefly, uh, they became the strongest currency in the world, again, before hyperinflation took over. And, of course, we know, right, we're, we were the strongest currency in the world right now. And just to refresh everybody's memory, how did this happen? The United States, we really had it good. If the central bankers who, as you know, I have said for a long time, are nothing more than thieves. They're criminals. Legal criminals. We need to change the law. We need to go back to a gold standard. Because the gold standard, was there flaws in the gold standard? I guess. You're, yes. Right? You just can't. What was the biggest flaw? You, you can't print money out of thin air. That was its biggest flaw. But one great thing they did do was that during World War II, they put a price tag on us coming in and winning the war. And that price tag was called Brenton Woods. And very simply put, What that meant was all commodities had to be priced in dollars and had to be bought that way, which essentially meant our currency is number one now. That was the cost. 
our currency number one. That's why everything is priced in dollars today, still today. Now, Bretton Woods has ended. And what was it? I think it was 2016. The rest of the world let China join the reserve currency basket at the IMF. In other words, allowing China to join the U.S. dollar, the British pound, right, the euro, uh, the yen, as the basket of currency. In other words, hey, you can use any of these currencies, essentially, to buy stuff. Doesn't have to be in dollars, right? You can use Renembi or Euro or whatever, you know, the one, I think there's, what, six in total, seven in total. And what we've started to see, and again, I want to remind everybody, well before COVID started. Matter of fact, it's kind of ironic. You know when it really started was after our recovery from the financial crisis. See, a lot of countries were like, okay, we got to get through this. And now we need to reduce our dependency on the United States. And for the last six going on now seven years in a row, they've been holding less dollars. It's a fact. Matter of fact, the amount of dollars used in global trade is down to 60%. And if what I saw over the weekend is true, which I have no reason to believe it's not, is the Chinese have been making huge inroads with the major European banks. And that the Renimbi has seen an incredible, an incredible move up in the amount of banks making loans and issuing debt in the Chinese currency. And think about now the Weimar Republic. Now, maybe it wasn't a physical war the way we see, you know, the way we think of war. It wasn't with tanks and bombs and dead soldiers. We were fighting a financial war. Just last week, Europe announced that China has taken over the United States as the largest trading partner in any term. Because they'd like to always throw it in in dollar terms, right? Right now, China's got the second largest economy in dollar terms. It's got an economy about... About $4 trillion less than ours. 
But if you say, well, forget dollar terms, who consumes more stuff? China. See, so it, it it's kind of a misnomer that their economy is smaller than ours. It really isn't. They consume a lot more stuff than we do. They make more cars. They buy more cars, right? They use more copper. They use more cement. They use more steel. They use more oil. They use more everything. It's just their currency is worth less than ours. But it's been gaining strength. And then you start thinking in all the other things that we're doing that they're not. Whose debt is exploding? And the answer very simply is ours. And compared to us, China's debt starting to look a whole lot better. Matter of fact, China has positive interest rates. Yeah. As a matter of fact, their interest rates are higher than ours. And it's acting the way it should. Rates are going up, and the Chinese renminbi as a currency is gaining strength. That's the old debt to GDP part of the equation. When we get back, we'll talk about M2 in sales. Don't touch that dot. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, and uh, we're talking about what's next. And what a lot of people now are saying, uh-oh, this is, it's early, it's early. But it appears this is what the bond market is telling us. I'm just watching the gold market really going now. Gold's up almost $35 here, uh, $18.12. Uh, silver uh, getting ready to crest $28, $27.96 right now on silver. And we're talking about the Weimar Republic and the similarities between them. Uh, someone that picked up on this, and I'm getting all this, uh, Michael Burries, for the, you guys that don't know, he was the big short guy. Okay, that was that was him. Right? He was the one who was like, wait a minute. Let me help you figure out what's in all these derivatives and securitizations and all these things. And uh, we know what happened, the financial crisis, right? And I'm kind of worried about the same thing, right? Commercial real estate, no one's paying their bills and all this other stuff. Could it be happening again? But I, but he was really blowing up the internet this weekend. And, and he was talking about our central bank policy and the rapid rise of debt levels and talking about and comparing about uh, Germany, right? Many great fortunes sprang overnight in Germany, just like here. Right? You think about Bezos and Musk and Zuckerberg, just you know, just a few, right? The money in the hands of the few. 
the cities had an aimless and wanton youth. Think about the shutdown. It's by the way, it's terrible what they've done to our kids. Terrible. And we all know they're not getting educated right now. You know all of these big companies, right? Where they they're going to China to find their people. They're like, yeah, these this group's lost. Prices in Germany were steady on both business and the stock market was booming. Right? We saw that here, right? Think about it. Prices were pretty steady over the last several years. Except for housing, right? Housing and then the stock market. Booming. The exchange rate. Right? The, the mark held up really well. The dollar held up really well. I mean, yeah, I got what? Just think about this. Uh, this time last year, well, a little, say the beginning of 2020, the dollar was at 100. Right? It's getting ready to go back below 90 again. That's 91.16 right now. Remember, I've been telling you guys, the dollar hasn't rallied at all with this 10-year note rising. That's a problem. Side by side with the wealth were pockets of poverty. Isn't that what we have here? Man, they I'll tell you what. They my buddies did not stop talking about how horrible San Francisco is. They won't even go there. They're like the it's it's the it, whatever you think, it's way worse than that. The LA, same thing, homeless people everywhere. Greater numbers of people remain on the outside of the easy money and the crime rate was soaring. Man, we got those. Definitely got both of those. Accounts of the time tell of a progressive demoralization which crept over most people, compounded of their weariness of the breakneck pace and no visible purpose and their fears from watching their own precarious position slip while others grew so conspicuously rich. I think we got that too. Business failures and bankruptcies were low and then exploded. Same thing here. And think about it. They're not even allowing for all of the to come through yet. Speculation alone, while actually adding nothing to Germany's wealth, became the largest activity. Think about Robin Hood, right? Think about all these things, right? All of this money being spent that has nothing to do with trying to help the, the United States, right? We're bailing out pensions. We're sending out check. We're not. We're, that doesn't help the country. Speculation is everywhere. The fever to join, uh, it joining in, turning a quick mark infected by nearly all classes. 
Everyone from the elevator operator was playing the market. Right? Think about it. That's all anybody's doing, right? This is what we have. And this again, this is Michael Burry. This is not me. I'm not smart enough to put all of this together. And yet, we've got these people at the central bank that are telling, well, we don't see anything. We don't see anything. Remember what I've been telling you. You need to have overexposure to gold and silver right now. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. I'm just going to do what I can do here. Silver. I have some junk bags, quarters, and dimes. I'm going to ignore the move for right now. So rolls of quarters, $265 a roll, $26.5 for the bag. The rolls of dimes, $132.50 a roll, $26.5 for the bag. On the gold side, I've been stalling. I've been waiting. I've, I've got a pretty decent item today. Uh, gold is now up almost $35 for the day. I've got $110 liberties. $110 liberties at 1075 so that's that's a pretty good discount from uh, regular. I think right now we're at eleven hundred bucks on a ten dollar Liberty, a thousand seventy five on a Liberty. I do have some five dollar libs, and this may be just as good of a buy. A hundred five dollar libs. Right now, our five dollar libs are at six hundred and fifteen dollars. I've got a hundred of them at five ninety five. So there you go. I've got a couple of gold items, uh, silver, right? Dimes and quarters on there. The the gold five dollar liberties five ninety five. That's saving twenty dollars on a five dollar gold piece. We haven't had a five dollar gold piece pretty much this year. So this is the first time where we've had any that I thought was at least somewhat reasonable. Uh, got a hundred of those at five ninety five. The ten libs still cheaper. Uh, at the thousand seventy five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. By the way, the ten year note is at one three five. It got up to one three nine uh earlier this morning, and then the central bank uh has been out trying to talk it down. Listen, talking only works so much. It only works so much, and when you start thinking about uh, the why the market is doing what it's doing, very, very simple. Explosion of debt, explosion of the money supply, and by all accounts, because of that, right, we're going to have, a, a, you know, and I don't know what the GDP will be this year. But with what they're saying they're going to spend, I mean, can we see 3 or 4% GDP? Yes. And that's when they say hyperinflation is going 
to rock the United States. At the same time, we've got a new competitor, the Chinese, who aren't having the explosion in their M2. Matter of fact, their M2 money supply hasn't moved in four years. Their debt-to-GDP ratio is actually getting better. And guess what? Their currency is actually getting stronger. Patriot Radio News Hour. Put them away. And let's let's just hope Michael Burry's wrong, right? I mean, I want him to be, but he seems to not be. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.